from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life. Win with your money, win in your work, and win in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. It's your show, America. We're here to answer your questions. We're going to do it with some uh, some sass today because the sassiest co-host I have uh, when I'm when I'm always uh, privileged to co-host the radio show is George Campbell. I've been called worse today, Ken. So thank have you. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah you got In the traffic. snark, the snark, and the sass. And so we have a lot of fun together. And George is going to kind of lead off on the money questions. If you got anything related to work, income, uh, impact feeling like you're getting passed over, what do I do, entrepreneurial ideas, side hustle ideas, anything about that bigger shovel, which is how we refer to as a way to increase your income, I'm here to help with that as well. So let's take those calls, 888-825-5225. And uh, coming up later in the show, a fun uh, a new thing that we're going to try. George and I, uh, fun Never little been done idea. Before. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to have all of America talking. Might get a Pulitzer Prize for lucky. That's in the wrong category. Okay. Josh. Pulitzer is just for books, but thank you for being here. Lincoln is up first in Orlando, Florida. Lincoln, how can we help? Hey, yeah, my question is, my wife and I, we're going to be first home, first time home buyers, but we're renting right now. We're mm-hmm. trying to save up that down payment. I want to buy now. She wants to wait. We have about $80,000 saved up and we have about 50000 in our 401k and we save about $100,000 a year in net worth. So she wants to continue just to wait and just continue to build that nest egg and I kind of want to jump into a house. So that's uh-huh. my question. What do we do? The great conundrum. So you guys have no debt, the emergency fund, and there's this sort of discrepancy of should we be investing hard or should we be saving for this house? Exactly, yeah. Could so you meet in the middle somewhere? Until, yeah, she wants she, her middle is 50% of the house price that okay. she's willing to buy, and I'm okay to do it now because <laughs> I'm worried about house prices going up. So what's your total liquid down payment you have outside of emergency fund, non-retirement? Uh, 60000 Okay. And what's the home price you're looking at? Uh, 300 And you've done the math on this to see, is this going to be about 25% of our take-home pay? Yeah, it'll be about 20%. Okay. And that's on a 15-year or 30? 15-year. Wow. Way to go. What's your household income? Yeah. Uh, after tax, around fourteen to fifteen thousand a month. Wonderful. Okay, so if you guys bought now, you're doing it the Ramsey way and doing it the smart way. What's stopping you guys from continuing to invest once you're in this house? Um, nothing. I mean, we would just pay it off. Our goal is to pay off our house in four years, so that would be the goal. But she just has a fear that you know houses have unknown costs, so she doesn't want to do it. Well, the unknown costs are, are known. I mean, it's maintenance, repairs, get a sinking fund. You guys have the emergency fund. You're not going to have a, a $60,000 surprise repair if you do this the right way. You get a pre you know, you're going to get this thing inspected and appraised and all of that. And so I think a lot of this, there's a different fear happening here, and I don't know what's behind that for yeah, your wife. Because I felt like it was all about she wanted a, a 50% down payment. Did I hear that right? Yeah. So Which has nothing to do with the fear parents- of unknown expenses. Yeah, her parents bought when she was growing up. They're really house poor, and so uh-huh. she doesn't want to get that. There, there it is. There ding, go. ding, ding. So she's yeah. thinking. So here's what you got to do. I think George, I, I think you have to sit down with your wife, Lincoln, and go. Okay, let's run the numbers. 
um, based on where we are right now with a 20% down payment. And let's look at those numbers. And I'm talking like the real numbers. Show her in the budget, the whole nine yards, show her the whole budget with this current situation. And then I think you run the same numbers on a 50% down payment. So it's 30% more down and how that's going to lower your price. And you put that in the budget. And then you go to what George is saying, Lincoln, with the knowns and go, okay, well, we're going to put up, put aside this much anyway for house repairs or we've got an emergency fund. I think she needs to see them side by side, George. It, it, there's one thing for him to go, I want to do this, and I think it's fine. She's got such a deep-seated fear there. I think the only way to get her on board, I'm curious to know what you think, George, Lincoln, I want you to weigh on this, is to show her those two budgets side by side because it's not that big of a savings yeah. monthly. Am I right? Yes, I agree. And with the, you know, here's the thing, Lincoln, I'm thinking about with the housing market going the way it's been, what she also needs to be thinking about is 50% a year from now may be a really a bigger chunk because that home value might go up. And you can look at home prices last three, four years, it is skyrocketed. And we know that history is going to show us home prices will continue to go up over time. And so it's going to be a moving target. And so we tell people the best time to buy a house is when you're financially ready, and you have checked every single box in the book today, my friend. And so you have Georgia's okay. stamp of approval that you're doing this the right way. You're going to aggressively pay it off. How old are you two? Uh, I'm 24, and she's 27. Goodness, you guys are rock stars. You're crushing it. Thank you. And if you yeah. walk her through, here's the worst-case scenario. Okay, what what is she really worried about? If you dig into it, have her answer that question. Say, what, what are the repairs you're worried about? Okay, we're going to get a good roof inspection. This roof's going to last 10 years. All right, let's check the HVAC. All right, that's going to be 10 grand if we had to replace the HVAC. Those kinds of things, putting facts on paper will help get rid of that sort of scarcity mentality that she's grappled with for a long time now. So I did a little research, George. You that know, quickly? I, I, this quickly. I like to do it. Um, now, this is, this is a USA Today article. It's about two years old, but it's just a quick examination here, Lincoln. So we're going to go a lot deeper than this. But a quick search says that it might help to know that the average American spends $3,000 a year on home maintenance. There we go. Now that's again, let's, let's, let's. It's an average. It's an average. Some spend less, some more. So Lincoln, if you're armed with that kind of information and you sit down to her and go, hey, look, here's the average and we can go get some more updated information there, get two or three different quotes. But if you look at that number and you're able to show her that, I think that would go a long way, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think she's fear of the unknown. And I'm a little afraid, too, because when we do dive into those numbers and the details, uh, I want to buy a smaller house and she wants to get a bigger one. So <laughs> she's like, well, if we just save more, we can get a better house. And then, you know, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, but, but yeah, you guys are young. I'm armed with it. Let me tell you what Stacy yeah. and I did. Stacy and I got a what we thought was a fabulous little house for our first home. Wasn't a great house. Wasn't even close to the dream house. And... It was fine for what we needed at the time. It got us in there. We got some equity. We rolled that in. We moved to another state. Didn't get the dream house there. Got a better house. And and so you guys are young, and that's that's going to take care of itself. I, I guess I just want to focus on what George and I have been telling you, which is you've got to do a better job at casting vision around how this move is not going to result in her greatest fear coming true. That's all this is. This is less about money. This is more about understanding your wife's fears, appreciating them, and answering them. Yeah. And think about it this way. You got a paid for house four years from now. Great. That $300,000 house is now a $400,000 house. Yeah. We can now upgrade, maybe even in cash, four years from now. You guys are in your early 30s at that point. 
You're doing great, man. And look, it's about $250 a month based on the average. And put that in your budget. Show her. Hey, babe, we're going to put 250 bucks a month away for home repairs. On top of the emergency on fund. On top, yeah. So That's safety on safety. Yeah, you just have to address that. And I think she's going to be ready to go. But, hey, great young couple, George. Amazing. They're in great, great shape. Good stuff. All right, don't move. More of your calls coming up. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number to jump in. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel joins me. 888-825-5225. So uh, I had a meeting this morning, George, uh, around our new event called Total Money Makeover Weekend. This is May 10 and 11, and uh, in just one weekend, what we're going to do in this uh, event is give you the crash course on everything we teach about money. Uh, So you're going to hear brand new content from all of us, Ramsey personalities, on budgeting, uh, beating debt, investing, and making more money. I just went over my talk today. We're going to give you the formula to become rich. You found the secret. Yeah. No, No, I didn't find it. I've studied it. Does it involve work? You does. I'm less interested now. I, I was really hoping for a short. I understand. Here. It's not a TikTok video. It's a talk, but uh, it's going to be could great. Just arbitrage an Airbnb or something. You would think, but it does not involve any get rich quick scheme. But it it will get you rich. That's all I'm going to say. No schemes. It's going to be fun. Can't wait. Uh, we'll do Q and A's throughout the time. I also saw something that uh, I don't want to give it away, but Jade and I are going to be doing something fun that was inspired by the Ramsey Show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The American right. people want more of this. I thought we were going to do our little barbershop quartet. Uh, Me, I'm, you, Jade, and Deloney. I'm unaware of this, but I'm open. As long as I get to do the baritone part. <clears throat> Excuse me, as I choke. Uh, early bird tickets started just $99, and they're going to go fast. We only have about 20, what is it, 25, 2,600 2,400 seats. is what the event center holds here at Ramsey. Thank you for bailing me out. 2,400 seats. It's going to sell out. And it's a destination deal. I mean, you get to come to Nashville. I mean, come on. It's fantastic. 99 bucks is the early bird ticket price if you want to get the best deal on tickets. So get your tickets now at RamseySolutions.com slash events. RamseySolutions.com slash events. And in all seriousness, because uh, we, we have to talk about these things, but it's really going to be fun. I think it's going to be a fun day. If you've been to a Ramsey event, you know this is not your a seminar, which sounds boring. This That's is something right. that you can bring your 17-year-old to or the 67-year-old to, and they're going to have a good time. I think that's true. I think that's true. And uh, George is going to be doing uh, 
balloon animals. Uh, I'll be out there twisting. Before the event on Friday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. Inspired by a caller you and I took recently. One of our favorite calls all time. Uh, Kayla starts us off this segment in Minneapolis. Kayla, how can we help? Hi. Um, well, I kind of lost my job, and oh, no. I'm a mom of four, Ooh. and I'm just trying. I lost it in July, and I'm trying to figure out how to. I'm starting to drain my accounts for mortgage and stuff. Um, what happened? I was very fine. Well, they downsized. Uh, yeah. What what they field are you in? In July. Pardon? What field are you in? I was a CCR stat. I worked from home actually, and I made very good money at doing it. And what they were you making? I was making about forty. What has kept you from replacing that forty thousand dollar income between July and now? Oh, I've been trying. <laughs> it's not easy. I'm kind of. I'm out in the middle of nowhere. There's like not very many jobs around where I'm at. Okay. And so that's what I'm struggling. And I'm picking up all these little tiny jobs here and there. To try to keep the mortgage paid. Uh huh. But it, I'm, I'm running out of finances. How much money are you making right now? Give us an idea of the last couple months, just a round figure. Um, the last couple months, I've probably made $6,000. Goodness. Okay, and so you're, you're in a remote area, correct? Yes. Okay, and so the job yes. you had before was a work from home, and so you've been trying to get something like that where it doesn't matter where you live, correct? Right, but I've also been working at, like, like right now I'm working at a hotel and stuff, just these little jobs just to help me keep going until I find something better. You know, here's my question, and I want to ask this. Uh, I'm trying to ask this with as much curiosity and no judgment here. Um, even yeah. though you're in a remote situation, um, is there not a Walmart, a Target, some type of big box store, something like that that is that is maybe 30 minutes, 45 minutes away, uh, that that is hiring. Uh, like an hour and a half to two hours away is the closest Walmart, Target, my, anything. My goodness! And so you've been applying for jobs that are in your field with your experience that are remote, but just not getting anything. Right. Okay. So I want to give you a snapshot really quick, not to discourage you, but I think we got to light a fire here. The remote jobs in America right now are back to pre-pandemic levels. I think there's this notion for a lot of people that since the pandemic, I can work remote and eventually something's going to pop. But the actual amount of jobs that are available that are 100% remote have shrunk back to pre-2020, and that's a much smaller percentage. And and so right now, you're going to have to make some really key decisions. And George, I want to bring you in here because this is, yes, this is a professional and she's got to make some income. Um. But right now, I, we want to keep the house. Do you have any other debt? I have credit cards, but I've kind of had to let them go for now. Of course. All right. <laughs> because so I've got to pay the bills. For how the much do you have in me. credit card debt? I have, it's probably 7000 10000 So you've just I been mean, living off of this lot, to cover the bills or what? Or was this before? That's what I was doing for a little bit because um, it's just me. So How old are the kids? For a little bit. 18, 16, 14, and 3. Wow. So the three, you have no family or friends around that could help with the three year old? No. 
What are the I'm 16 and 18 year old doing? Are they working? Are they in school? Yeah, they're working. They're going to school. They're Where are they working? Everything. Where are they working? Um, my oldest is working at a subway right now. Um, he's working part time. My middle son's doing grocery store, uh, helping carry out groceries and do a till. Um, and then my youngest, so she's got a job at. And what are those jobs pay? Got a job at a nice cream shop. Uh, like the grocery store, I think it's eight. Um, Subway, he's making eleven something, and my daughter will be making like eight. Um, what are you making per hour at the hotel? Right now, I'm making fourteen, so I'm doing pretty well. How many hours you get? But not well enough. I'm only getting part time, maybe sixteen to. 20 hours maximum a week. Okay, so what is keeping you from working another part-time job making 14 or higher an hour so that we're now equaling 40 hours a week? Trying to find a place that pays well enough to pay my mortgage. Well, but at this point, we can't be... Okay, what's well enough? What's that hourly rate that you need? Well, I need to be making about 16 at least an hour, and I have to work... 90-some hours to make that house payment. 90 hours a week? No, 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 a month. Oh. I sat down and I calculated how many hours, right. whatever. But I my point is, is... And I have to be making 16 an hour, ideally, for the kids, but I took this 14. I'm just making or filling in at the hotel. Right, but here's the deal. Um, Kayla, you don't have many options right now. You need to be working two or three jobs. This 90 hours a month is the wrong way of looking at this. You've got the wrong math. I'm just trying to be honest with you. You called for help, and I'm going to talk to you like you were right. my sister, okay? And I'm going to be like, sis, uh, this is pretty simple. Working two part-time jobs, three part-time jobs, believe me, they're there in Minneapolis. I mean, I know you're way out in the sticks, but they're there. And we're doing two and three jobs because 40 hours a week gives me, on a four-week month, that gives me 160 hours, and you're running math on 90 at 16 an hour. And I'm going, forget the 90 hours at 16. My math is 40 hours a week at 14 in one job, 15, 12 at the other. Your answer to saving your house, Kayla, is working and working hard. Where there's a will, there's a way. And I don't want you to lose your house. You shouldn't have to. Let's go. Let's get to work. Let's make some money. They are out there. Do whatever it takes. And if you got to sell the house and move somewhere with all the kids to a better job economy, do that. This is your life. Act like it depends on it because I'm telling you, it does. You need to get serious and fast. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make healthcare more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's healthcare costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the healthcare provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget. 
Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. We are here for you this hour, taking your money questions, your work-related questions. How about that bigger shovel? I'm here to help on that. Uh, 888-825-5225 is the number. 888-825-5225 is the number. Let's go to DJ in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. DJ, how can we help? Howdy. So I'm kind of having some trouble wrapping my head around an issue where I'd, I'd like to start my own small equipment rental company, but I, I have a natural kind of aversion to debt, but I think that the amount that I'm going to need to start this company at the lowest level is going to be enough to where it might be worth getting into some level of, of low level debt. I, I found a 0% loan for the particular piece of equipment I want to buy. So I'm not sure Which is what? where to go from here. And how much? Tell us about the equipment and how much. All right. So to give, you need the backstory because it's a good backstory. The company that I work for is extremely motivated to help their employees out. They like to have their employees be able to have the equipment they sell. So they sell their equipment at cost plus a small transaction fee and so on, on the new equipment. The amount is $30,000 for the piece of equipment that I want, plus the attachments that I would need in order to make it marketable. Oh, you get the attachments with the $30,000? Uh, you get the attachments, you get the equipment, <laughs> you get the warranty, oh, and gosh, I'm also then allowed deal. to be my own repairman. All right, so what kind of a machine are we talking about? What does it do? Uh, about a 3,500-pound mini excavator with zero TL swing. A mini excavator, and what what are you are you going to rent that to people? Did I understand that right? Yes, sir. So, and how much are you going to rent is, it for? I'm going to try to rent it at three fifty. That's kind of what I've found has been a comparable rate. Three fifty an hour. Three fifty a day. Three fifty a day. Oh, yes, sir. Seems like at, a pretty good deal. Uh, of course, I don't know hours. much about mini excavators. Uh, and they who, usually rent somewhere in that three fifty to four hundred range. Who are the people that are renting mini excavators? So my goal is to go for kind of the homeowner demographic who says, "I don't want to pay someone four thousand dollars to do this. I'm going to rent this machine for four hundred dollars and do it myself." Mm-hmm. That's kind of my my demographic. Is I don't have enough money to be wasting it, but I have enough money to rent something. Okay, and a couple more questions here. Um, you started off the call sounding like you were going to have multiple machines, and now we're just talking about this one. So is this what you're going to start with? So this is what I'm starting with. Over time, I'm going to buy in cash, but just to get that beginning going, I'm thinking a loan would be How much cash better. do you have saved up? So right now, me and my wife are trying to buy a home, and we're also having a child, so it's kind of This sounds like the worst is time to do this. But but answer the question really quick. How much money do you have saved up? So, sorry, I'm adding. I, I'd say about $7,500. Okay. Or not, yeah, $7,500. How many tons you said this thing is for the mini excavator? How many tons or yeah. how much did it weigh? Well, I'm looking on Facebook Marketplace and I'm seeing a whole bunch of mini excavators running anywhere used from $5,000 to $13,000 to $15,000. Uh-oh. So why don't we just go do buy a used one in cash to see if this business even has any merit to it? Exactly. 
So I've called a couple local business owners over in the area that I used to work, and they said that they tried to buy the used excavators, but what ended up happening was they would go through and have to put new bushings in and put new pins in, and then the amount of work that it would take to make it marketable actually got them up above the cost of if the new If I'm the machine. homeowner, I don't care if it's the shiniest, newest one. I want someone that's getting the job done. Yeah, oh, I, I get that, but the cost of making it uh, that would make it run well enough that people would right. be able to rent it. So at a we've hit a wall. Cost. We've hit a wall, DJ. Yeah. You called us. You want to buy a Asking home. You're us. having a kid. You're going about to go thirty grand into debt in the middle of all of this to hope that you ROI. It's going to take eighty six yeah. rentals at three fifty yeah. just to break even. This on is this. crazy risk, DJ. Mm-hmm. It's That's nuts. kind of why I'm. I, I really wanted to push towards buying the used. I just have a lot of fear about that because I've seen what those repair bills get. No, no, be. no. You're missing the point. And like DJ, you're missing the point. You called right. us. And you asked, you wanted to know our opinion. We're I would not do this you, loan. This is and I would crazy. not do this business. This is risky. You should wait. Have the child. Do you have any other debt? Uh, I've actually paid off the remainder of my debt. Great. Do you but, have an emergency fund? I do. Is that the 7500 or do you have stuff outside of that? I have a cash emergency fund set aside as well, but I tend to forget that that exists because I won't touch it unless I need to. I would not start a business at this stage. Even if you had the cash, I'd put the cash towards buying a home. Wouldn't you, George? Well, and right now we got this baby on the way. We got to make sure that mom and baby get home safe and there's no medical bills to pay. And this is a lot of responsibility. And so I'm waiting until we got the baby, we're in the new house, then we can start this business with cash. With cash. Start slow. I would not, even though you're getting a discount and it's this great opportunity, this is how most stupid decisions start. I don't think it's a great opportunity. I'm not even trying to dash your dreams, DJ, but this is really why the reason I walk through who's the customer all the time. This is highly speculative, and George ran the numbers. You got to rent it how many times? 86. 86 days. Days. full day rentals. You've got to rent it just to break even. Man, that is going to become a weight on your shoulders. Yeah, the only reason that I'm more pushed towards it is because the, I've talked to four people so far that do this, and they average about 10 rentals a month in the slow season. So it's not, you know, but I, I understand what you're I saying appreciate about it. I would I'm, much prefer buy it with the cash. Well, then do that. You are you yeah, are relying just, on four people who are giving you a story that's worked for them. There's no guarantees that it's going to work for you, and they may be okay with debt. You're not. Why would you be okay yeah. now but not later? That's what's weird to me. You're like, well, in the future, I want a cash flow. But right now, ha <laughs> let's go borrow money. And I just don't understand where future DJ is getting tripped up by present DJ. I just have such a fear of standing still that I, I, I'll never do it if I don't. What if your you, fear... You know I mean? That fear of I do. still. Yeah, but let me give you what you should be afraid of. You're, you should be afraid of going backwards. This yeah, plan, I, I, this plan has a healthy dose of going backwards involved. I'd rather stand still and go backwards. What about you, DJ? I'd say you're probably correct about that. Not probably. I'm rarely right. I've been married 25 years and I have three teenagers. I'm wrong all the time. At least that's what everybody says, George. But in this one rare situation, standing still or staying still or holding serve, you pick the metaphor, George, is a lot better. Why? Well, there's... A lot of risk here. And I'm, my brain just went to insurance and liability and starting the small business. What happens when this person 
destroys your equipment, gets hurt on your equipment because you didn't maintain aye, it properly. Aye, aye. And that part worries me alone on top of the fact you're trying to buy a house and have a baby. We're trying to do too much at once. And so for those reasons, I'm out. If this was Shark Tank, I would I, opt out boy, of this you, investment. you really handle that well. I mean, when you started running through all that, I have a tad bit of anxiety for our friend. You need some Tums just thinking about it. Yeah. You know what? Usually I have a little. He's got some on the desk. No. There used to be Boy, a thing. I was going to pop a Tums right there. There's something about but, when um, there's big changes happening in life, it makes us want to go do something a little crazy. Buying does. a house, having a kid, and you go, now well, I got to start the business. If I don't do it now, I'm never going to start it. George, I want to bring back what I think is a really interesting wrestling match with millions of Americans. I want you to weigh in on it. I get what he's saying. He's young. He wants to get ahead. He wants to own something. He wants to be his own man, work for himself. I get that urge. And he's going, I'm, I'm afraid of standing still. And he's forgetting about the risk of going backwards. Mm. What do you think about that wrestling match? Well, That's a real wrestling match. Yeah, sometimes you're standing still because there's a cliff right in front of you. It's a, there's a precipice there. And it's your body saying, listen, man, you're not safe right now. And so I'm going to pause on this whole deal. And we love small business. There's a right way to do it and a right time to do it. And both of those boxes are not checked for me. Hopefully you'll listen to us. We're on your side. By the way, George Campbell, not with just great financial advice, but dropping the word of the day. Use the word precipice sometime in the next week with your colleagues and watch them. Watch them look at you. The personal brand goes up just a notch. I make $10 words look cheap. Great word, George. This is The Ramsey Show. So here's a quick math refresher. There are only 24 hours in a day, so your business needs to streamline tasks that are time suckers and focus on activities that make money. So to reduce headaches as they scale, smart businesses use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite helps you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform. So join the more than 37,000 smart businesses like Ramsey Solutions that have done the math and graduated to NetSuite. And right now you can download NetSuite's KPI checklist absolutely free at netsuite.com slash Ramsey. That's netsuite.com slash Ramsey. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. Thrilled to have you with us. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. We're taking your phone calls about your money, your work. 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Uh, now, George, you were telling me during the break you got a little something to show us here. You, you, you've, you've, you've pulled something that America needs to see and hear. I live on well, social media, as you know, and I, I get a, I get a lot of DMs from people sending me different videos and clips and sure. reels and TikToks, yeah. and if one gets popped up enough, I go, we got to put this on the show. Okay. And this is one that genuinely made me belly laugh. But I don't know that I've seen you belly laugh. I don't have much of a belly. That's the problem. This is a fair point. So this is comedian Neil Brennan, known okay. for his work, you know, co-producing, co-writing The Chappelle Show. Oh, sure. A uh, fantastic comedian, and he's got this clip about student loans, and I thought, we oh. have to have Ken react to this. I've never seen it, folks. On The Ramsey Show. Okay. So let's play that let's clip. Let's roll. I realized early on that these, these student loans are basically small business loans, and the business is you, and you're maybe not such a great business. <laughs> Look, if they call them small business loans, no 18-year-old kid would ever get the loan because it's a bad idea for a business. If you had to go to the bank, to the small business desk, and ask me, like, yeah, I'm going to need $150,000, they'd be like, all right, what's your business idea? All right, here's the idea. For the next four years, I'm going to get blackout drunk. 
<laughs> but also, I'm going to get a degree in sociology. Yes. But just know that I did have a way to pay you guys back. It's going to give you $80 a month for the next 240 years. <laughs> Brilliant. You know, he's at, listen, there's not one thing in that clip that's, that's incorrect. No lies were told. He's absolutely right. It is the biggest cash grab in the history of this country. And what I mean by that is the federal government should never be in the banking business, and you cannot call it anything other than that if you look at Fannie Mae and Sally Mae. And they are giving low-interest loans to the American people, and they're guaranteeing them. And do you know who gets paid right away? The college and university. Yes, that tuition money goes right to their bank instantly. Instantaneous. It is a cash transaction. The higher education business is going to the bank on the backs of the American people, and the federal government is financing all of it. And not only financing it, guaranteeing it if they default. Because if they default, the taxpayers, we're on the, we're on the, well, on the hook for that. Yeah, there's no risk to They don't go back to the May. school and say, dear, fill in the school. Uh, we'd like you to send 25000 of that back because uh, Junior didn't finish. And what's worse is that this has caused colleges to raise tuition to unprecedented levels. Because they can. Because we'll just take out more loans because we are that stupid. It is ridiculous. For and by the way, the look sociology at the degree. So let's look at the headlines. You know, I was in New York last week, did a town hall for Fox Business, and the, the topic was education in America. And the segment that I was on uh was about college education is the roi there and the answer to that question is increasingly no this is not my opinion for those of you that are getting really upset at me right now oh ken the liberal arts are just good they teach our kids how to think let me tell you something uh companies by the score are removing the college degree requirement because the american companies are at a point where they're going it doesn't matter anymore because they come out of college and I got to train them for the job anyway. So the status symbol that has been attached to the diploma, the degree, George, it's not my opinion. This is a fact. It is lessening and lessening and lessening. It is the good news for the American people is it's leveling, leveling the playing field. And so I just want to practically say to our audience, we have a lot of new people coming in all the time. If I could give everybody listening, watching right now, Two simple questions to determine whether or not you need to get a degree, thus potentially get a loan. Ask these two questions. Is the degree the only way to get qualified to do what I want to do? Second question, is the degree the best way to get qualified to do what I want to do? If the answer is no, I've got great news, America. There's a trade school, a certificate program, an associate's degree that you can get for pennies on the dollar and find your path forward. George, this is the message that the Ramsey Show has got to beat over and over and over again because we've been sold a lie that the degree is a guarantee for success, and it's garbage. It's well, absolute the, garbage. On top of that, the pressure we're putting on 16-, 17-year-olds to go, hey, sign the dotted line for something you don't actually fully understand, which is six figures in student loan debt, yeah. to hope this is the thing you want to do for the rest of your life because yeah. the ROI is yeah. counting on that. That's exactly that right. That four-year degree is going to pay the dividends and give yeah. you a better job and better salary than you would have yeah. gotten without it. That's the, all of the assumptions. And the comedian makes a very good point by going, would you give, would you bet on an 18-year-old to that degree if you were a bank? And the answer is no. 
But you know why banks and, and, and people are given loans? Because they're guaranteed by the federal government. So there's no risk. Uh, the government's handing out money like it's candy. And anyway, so uh, great clip, George. He's absolutely right. By the way, I want to make a mention really quick. The Get Clear Assessment, which is a very popular tool that we sell at RamseySolutions.com, I created it for this very issue. Parents, listen to me. If you've got a kid that's graduating high school, get the student version right now at RamseySolutions.com. And it will, in 15 minutes, give them a snapshot of how they're wired. In other words, what they do best, that's their talent. What they enjoy doing, that's passion that could be turned into work they enjoy down the road. And then what motivates them? What results motivate them? You, you can, as an 18-year-old, have a general idea of direction. Use the Get Clear tool. If you're brand new, if you're an adult, you're going, I need that. RamseySolutions.com, click on the Get Clear assessment. You can see both the, the adult version and the student version because this will help people, George, not make a costly decision that they end up paying for for decades. Oh, yeah, it's holding them back. When I covered the stats now are astounding. How many people are delaying their dreams of home ownership and marriage and having kids and working a job they want to because of their student loan debt? And the stats on how many people actually finish. I mean, you think about it, you're still going to carry that debt even if you don't graduate. And so that's something that on top of the fact you better hope you get a degree that has marketplace What is the value. average length? Is there? Is, do you have a, a To pay of off debt? debt? Yeah. Uh, 20 years. So that's average. the average. To pay off student loan debt. That's absurd. Do you know what the average payment is? Uh, $400 around there. So folks, that's unbelievable. Of Average payment in America is $400 a month. And, and the average length of time is 20 years. Do you think the ROI is there, America? Well, they've dangled forgiveness, Ken, so maybe that'll work out. No, we. By the way, we well, we got hammered for saying that that wasn't going to happen, and 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 we knew it was going to be challenged at the Supreme Court level. The Supreme Court ruled on it, as we said they would, and it's going to keep being thrown out there as a football. But again, don't buy it. I'm not catching that football. You couldn't catch a football anyway. I I'd have to hand it to you, and even then you and might. That's fumble. what we call a soft toss, Ken. But in the biz. But let me tell you what: you don't fumble the facts. You don't fumble the facts. I just put you on the spot. You were there, my friend. That's pretty extraordinary. I, I don't want to skip over that. Here's the question. Do you want to have a $400 payment for 20 years? No. That's the question we ought to be asked. So, for instance, what if the what if the, what if if the federal government, when somebody applied for the student loan, because you could do it so easy now online, what if there was this big flashing message that says, hey, warning, kind of like we do on cigarettes. Oh. You could have a $400 payment. On average, for the next 20 years, do you want to sign up for this loan? What do you think the response would be? And I know I'm being facetious, but people would take a long, hard pause and probably go, all right, I'm going to back away right now. But instead, they make these loans so easy to get from the palm of your hand, you can go sign up for six figures. But nobody talks about how long the average payment, the payoff date is. That's extraordinary. Well, I think all we most do is people, promise the kids you're going to have a great life if you work hard in school. That's, that's what we issue. tell them. So we go, hey, you get the loan success is guaranteed youngster and so what do they do right and then they go well, i don't i don't you say well what about trade school well, i don't want to get dirty i don't want to wear a t-shirt and it'd be all greasy at the end of the day and you got you got plumbers making three hundred thousand dollars a year electricians making three hundred thousand dollars a year starting businesses the american dream i mean working barbers. for themselves barbers it doesn't have to be dirty jobs with mike rowe yeah no degree required remember those three words that's the now and it's the next and you're going to see that continue to increase in the job market in america no degree required wake up america
Great stuff, George Don't Campbell. Don't fumble the facts. Don't fumble the facts. There it is, folks. There it is. He picked it up again. That's a touchdown. I'll explain that on the That's break. That's an interception, actually. Thank you for being with us. This is the Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is the Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. George Camel joins me. And we are here for you. George, take those money questions, and I'll weigh in. And I'm here on any of those bigger shovels, more income questions. You want more income? Let's talk about it. Because that helps you get through the baby steps faster, and I'm here to help with that. George weighs in as well. Let's start this hour off with Allie in Tucson, Arizona. Allie, how can we help? Hi, can you hear me? I can, loud and clear. George, can you hear? Absolutely. There you go. Perfect. So my question is about investing in retirement versus paying off the house quicker. Um um, we are a single single income family. My husband has his um, preference, preferences set to where 15% comes out of his paycheck every month or every week um, to his 401k. Um, for some reason, that has not applied to the bonuses he gets throughout the year. Um, and we're just now taking a look at that and wondering if we should make our own individual contribution to the 401k for the bonus amount, or if that money would be better used paying off the house. Aha. Okay. What's his income? Um, His base rate is about 95,000. Okay. The bonus last year ended up being a total of about 15 gross. 15 in bonuses? Yes. Okay. So about 110 in total compensation. Yes. Has he checked with the HR team? Um, I'm not sure if he has. We'll have to double check on that. That would be my first step, is just to talk with them and say, hey, I know these bonuses are happening. I don't see the 15% coming out. Is there a way to apply that to the 401k, even if it's retroactively, and get some intel on that on their side? Okay. And if you can apply it, then go for it. That's 15% of your household income, and any extra money beyond that 15%, I would apply toward the principal on the mortgage. And if you can't apply it for some reason, you can't do it in the 401k, you could do it in a Roth IRA and contribute to that. Okay. And the max this year is 7000 Okay. You'd recommend treating that bonus as just regular income and do the 15% rather than throwing it at the house. Yeah, because this bonus is part of his compensation plan. And so I'm just going to consider it just like the IRS would. This is your gross household income. And so I'm going to do 15% of the gross household income into retirement. Got it. Okay. How, how much extra money do you guys have to throw at the mortgage every month? Um, it varies. Um, the last few months, it's been around 2000 Awesome. On top of your normal payment. Um, yes, there's a there's a kink there. Um, it is a rental property. Oh, so but you guys aren't living in it. No, sir, we're not. Are you renting, or do you have your own primary residence with a mortgage? Um, we are renting. We have extremely subsidized rent through my husband's work. Okay, so you're renting very cheaply, and you hung on to your property as a rental. Um, yeah, we actually purchased it last year. Oh, while you were renting? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah, I think it's a great goal to have a paid-off rental. That thing will cash flow like nothing, nothing else. Yeah, we're intending for it to, whenever we do move to a more permanent situation, to sell it and use the equity towards our personal um, residence. But since we don't have anywhere here that we want to live and buy a house, we went forward with the rental. So That's wise. You guys have done it really well. Off to a great start. All right, let's go to Raleigh, North Carolina. Julian is there. Julian, how can we help? Hello. Can Hello. You hear me? We hear you loud and clear. What's going on? Um, so I just I just graduated recently in May, and I ended school with about two hundred and seventy thousand dollars in student debt, and I make fifty two annually pre tax, and. I think I'm just looking for direction. What were your what was your degree in? Computer science. Wow. What happened that caused you to go two hundred and seventy grand in debt for the computer science degree? Uh, it took a fifth year and the school has it's a public school, but it's basically private school tuition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't get any um Was it out of state or anything? It is. Mm-hmm. Man. So what are you looking for? If we could snap our fingers today, what would we want as far as work? As far as work? Yeah, your job. Um, Let me ask it a different way. I, what are you looking what, – what, what's the path up the ladder for you making more money? What's that look like? What are you aiming for? I'm aiming to live comfortably and pay off these loans or at least make it so my co-signers – you know, Who's the co-signer? My uncle and my father. Oh yikes! No, but I, let me let me re-ask one more time, Julian. What are we looking to do? Are you wanting to go into coding? Do you want to go into cybersecurity? What is that computer science degree that you overpaid for? What are you looking to do? I know you're looking to be comfortable, but what is the professional path up the ladder? Name it. Software engineering. Okay. So what's keeping you from moving up right now? Well, I'm afraid of the impact on my co-signers. And one of the solutions I sought was if you join the military and do 10 years, then you could have them forgiven or something like that. Yeah, but... This, but let's let's take that's not your Co-signers future. aside. Forget the co-signers. Well, you need to be making six figures in software engineering ASAP. Well, or and you on need a, to pay or, off the or on a path. I want to be realistic. You should be in that sixty-five, seventy range, pretty realistically. Have you done your homework on this? I, I guess not. What are you doing now for fifty-two? I work remote uh, for a small company in Canada doing cybersecurity okay. during the week. My friend, I don't think your sights are high enough. And I'm not. By the way, I'm not getting on you. I'm trying to push you a little bit, Julian. Like. Your path to software engineer, let's go. Let's 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 start working in Raleigh, North Carolina. Is the, the research triangle? How is it that you aren't on a pathway to making 70, 75, uh, six figures in one or two years as a software engineer? I think it's just effort. Am I right or am I wrong? I didn't know it was possible to do that that soon, I guess. It's absolutely possible. You may have to pay your dues for 12 months, which you're already starting. I mean, good at least at least you're in the technology field, but you need a ladder, a path forward, 
and 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 you don't need to go to the military because all I heard was a guy who goes, well, I'll go ten years and pay my penance, and then hopefully they wipe my loans away. No, go make really good money, and do what's right, and pay off the loan, and take care of your uncle and your father who bet on you. It was a bad bet. They didn't need to do that, but you did it. Hang on the line. Let's give him a copy of my number one bestseller, The Proximity Principle. You need to get around software designers in Raleigh. It's your second job, coffee, lunch. Find out what opportunities are there, how they got where they are. Get after it, young man. Opportunities come when I'm around the right people in the right places, and that's what you need. This is The Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend. And their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show, where we help you win with your money in your work and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the number. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. My colleague and good friend George Camel joins me this hour. And uh, George, I got to tell you. What's clumping your cat litter, Ken? (laughs) What? Clumping my what? Your cat litter. That's an old saying. What's clumping my cat litter? That's well, an old saying among the Gen Xers. That I thought would, you'd appreciate that. That would irritate me, and I'm irritated. Well, what's irritating? Well, I gotta Whenever you say, you. I gotta tell you, it means Ken's irritated. I gotta tell you. I think we need more haggle. We don't have enough haggle in today's economy. We've lost our haggle. We've lost the haggle. And this is not a, this is not a, 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 a minute issue. This is a massive issue. Let me explain. Do you know what I mean when I say haggle, George? Hundred percent. I mean, I love the haggle. I like to bargain. It is a, it's a kind of slang word for bargain. And have you ever traveled internationally, George? Yes. Have you been to one of these markets where they're selling goods? There's a lot of haggling going on. I mean, it's it's a normal deal. You show up, you smile, and you haggle, and no one's upset about it. Everybody gets the haggle. You're haggling. I'm haggling. We're all, we're haggling. all haggling. I think we need more haggle in the United States. And we don't have the haggle in one major area, and it's got me a little upset. I am in the middle of uh, now research to buy my second child a car. He's turning 16 in April, and here I am. And I'm reminded of the experience that I had last year trying to haggle. So let me me give you kind of the the bad guy in this deal. It's CarMax. Mm. I'm going to throw him under the bus just like that. I am. I'll tell you why. Uh, they started this nonsense 30 years ago. Did you know this? They've been marketing the, hey, we're the no-haggle guys. They were the first ones to come out in the car industry that I know of, and they made it a national campaign slogan. It was, you come to CarMax, and we got the no-haggle pricing. And I remember first time hearing it going, oh, wait, wait, how does that work? I remember when they came out with it, George, I went to myself, 
I'd like to haggle still. And I remember going to CarMax going, is this really a thing? And boy, oh boy, is it. They weren't interested in haggling. Now The price the, is the price. The price is the price. And the, the notion was, and they did a good job, and they actually won with the messaging. They said, look, if you come to CarMax, you can buy your car. You don't have to worry about the uh, slimy car salesman trying to work you over on price. But I can tell you that it's actually hurt us. It's gone against us. It was brilliant strategy. You know why? Why? Now every car dealer in the world is no haggle. They just jumped on the no haggle train. And uh, I don't like it because when I buy a car, as I did for my oldest son uh, about a year and a half ago, I bought it from private sellers and there's haggling. You get the haggle back when you You, go private. You get the haggle back. And I think now I'm going to go a step further, George, and you're Mr. Save People Money. So I'm bringing you into this. And that's why I got to tell you, I think we need haggling in every walk of life. I'd like to haggle over a cup of coffee. Tell you what, I like to go to a coffee shop and go, listen, I got my buddy George with her. We're going to have a cup of coffee. Probably going to have more than a cup. We're probably in for multiple cups. Tell you what, I'd like to buy one, get one free on this first one because I'm probably going to buy. Why can't I haggle over coffee, George? Well, I think, number one, America has a lot of, we have a lot of shame when it comes to social I think we have fear. Well, think about it. The tipping screens is another version of the... The, you know, the shame-based culture, which is, ah, I feel like I got a tip, otherwise yeah. I'm going to get shamed. And the same thing with haggling. It's a very awkward, shameful thing, whereas in other cultures, it's, it's encouraged. Normal. It's normal. Can you imagine going to the mall with Whitney, and you're getting a little something, and you walk into the purse store, and you go, I'll tell you what, the uh, ticket price on this purse is uh, is $150. I'll tell you what, would you take 120 Every time my wife, Stacy, and you know Stacy well, she sells She loves everything. to haggle. Well, people haggle with her. I always hear on the phone. She goes, okay, you know, you go to a yard sale. You know what everybody's doing? Haggling. Facebook Marketplace. Haggle. People love to haggle. The haggle is in a lot of places. I think it's time in 2024, George, and I'm going to make the proclamation today. What say you, America? I think we need haggle everywhere. I think we need to be haggling cars, haggling a steak. I want to go and go, you got the tomahawk right there. You're charging $65. I tell you what, I'll give you 50 for it. That's a good deal on a tomahawk. Yeah, I'm making it up. I don't know what I'd a tomahawk. I'd take one for, well, it was 128 ounces. That's too much meat. I can't even look at that section. Yeah, I'm with you, though. What do you think, George? I think Why haggling, can we haggle in certain areas and we can't haggle in others? Well, some are, you know, they're standard businesses. I can't go to the grocery store necessarily and just go, hey, I think 250 is a lot for the head of lettuce. Would you do two? The 14-year-old working the register can't help me with that. And so I try to choose my battles. And there's places you can and can't haggle. That's just how it is. I don't make the rules. I think we, the people, could make the rules, and I'm suggesting that we all start haggling a little bit more. Try the haggle. You never know what you'll get. What if we take that reverse shame and we go, and it's the poor 14-year-old kid at the coffee shop. He doesn't know. It's not my problem. Listen, I'd like to get two cups of coffee for one. What do you think, pal? And he's nervous. What do you think, pal? He's not going to go for that. He's scared of getting fired over this. I think he's scared of telling me the customer no. I think we need a little more haggle. If we can do it in the marketplace, George, I think we should be able to haggle at the mall, getting my kid a pair of shoes. Hey, here's the deal. You're charging 119 for that. I was across the street at JD's. This is full Now, that's a legitimate version of haggling, which is uh, price also, matching. That, But that's a haggle. That's haggling. So at Foot Locker, it's $20 cheaper. You give me the Foot Locker price, I think they'd do it. And I always look for the price matching policy. I tell you, and what. I'll always take advantage of that. By the way, I'm gonna. By the way, James in America, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. All right, I love to frequent J Crew, and I have decided 
as of today, You're this gonna very haggle? moment, I'm going to go haggle for some clothes. What's the worst they can say? Uh, they look at me like I'm an alien? Pfft. That's not the first time that's ever well, happened. there's a version that's classy of this. You could go, hey, I'm not going to ask for that shirt for half off, but could you say, hey, you guys got any discounts you're running? You got any uh, promo codes no, you could apply? See, see, you're being, that's a classic that's a millennial cop. That's not haggling. You're asking if they have coupons. That's no. getting a discount. The same end result applies. I want to say yes, and I want to ask for the coupon, and then I want to haggle. I want to haggle some more. I'm going to haggle with you just to get you to stop talking about the haggle. Can people just, haggle on your books, Ken, on, on the there website? There we go. Now, see, this is a very good point. I respect the haggle. The answer is yes. Just Ken's like, got a family to feed. When somebody buys something from Stacy that we sell, because we do this a lot in our neighborhood, people buying and selling all the time. They're always, nobody buys the thing you sell at full price. Nobody does. And I'm just, I'm having a little fun with this, but I'm a little irritated because I think the car industry... I think we, the people, need to stand up and start haggling. It's going to take some courage. So I have three tips. You ready, James? I wanted to give some practical takeaways. So here are the three how-tos of haggling. Are we ready? I should have given this to the guys to put on the screen because this is gold. George? All right. Three how-tos to haggling you can add or edit. You ready? Number one, be strong. Fair. you got to go into this knowing that it's not normal. Maybe they're going to look at you like it's weird. Maybe they're going to shut you down and reject you. You got to be strong, number one. Number two, you got to know your stuff. Do your homework. You got to do your homework. You know, look, Foot Locker across the street, or you got to know your stuff. You got to know more about that product than they do. You got to know. And then number three, you got to have walk away power. 100%. That's You actually have to walk away. Here's what I'm going to do I tell you what, I'll buy the shirt if you give it to me for this. I'll tell you what, I'm going to go across the street. Here's Here's my number. Text me if you want me to buy that shirt. That's it, and you leave. The three how-tos of haggling. I think those are strong, and I've done all three of those. Has it worked? Yeah, because they can tell if you're going to buckle. You know, this is a... Yeah. What's that? The um, the guy who wrote... Chris Voss? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, the Great negotiation. Book on negotiation. Book. Never split the difference. Never split the difference. And Rachel Cruz and I did a whole episode on Smart Money Happy Hour about negotiation, and I pretended like I was Rick the Boat Salesman. I. It's one of my favorite episodes. My point is... That's, and she buckled. But that's the haggle. You, you can't haggle successfully if you don't use those three things. Be strong. You've got to be okay with rejection. Number two, know your stuff. And number three, walk away. Make them think about it. I love that. Now, they may never call you back and get it, but... That's fine. A for effort. So there you go. Now, that's my opinion. What do you say, America? Speak up in the comments. Let us know. However you're watching, wherever you're watching. You can email the show. I don't care. I want to know. Do you want more haggle... In the American economy, I say yes. You've got my vote. I think we need more haggles, especially in cars. I'm tired of paying sticker price on cars. Don't do it. I don't pay full price for pizza or cars. That's my stance. You need to follow me on your YouTube channel, and I'll haggle in disguise at the car dealer. (laughs) We'll see if it works. All right, more of your calls coming up. Haggle more, America. Welcome back, America. You're joining the Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, and George Campbell joins me. 888-825-5225. Hey, the uh, money and marriage getaway is back. I thought I'd bring this up since uh, tomorrow's a big day, George. You got your roses? You got the I, um, you know? You got the candy? You got the chocolate? What is, uh, what is Whitney's? We uh, have opted go-to? out of the consumerism holidays this year. Just opted out. Tell me more about this. I think America wants to know about this. We're getting pizza at home. 
No. Picking uh, up some pizzas. Yeah. Now, Stacey and I have opted out of the uh, Valentine's Day mania for probably a decade. Uh, because you just, it's, I'm tired of fighting for a table. I tell her I love her I'll every day. I'll take you out on Valentine's Day before, two days before, maybe three days after, kind of random. I may stop by uh, and get a get a little ribeye, make it at home. And Spice put it on it top of the pizza? On top of the pizza. Okay. Underrated move. Now, are, I, America wants to know more from our money-saving uh, I've never tried maestro. it. I'll have to report what back. Other, what other uh, holidays, consumerism holidays, are you guys opting out? Almost all of them. I mean, outside of Thanksgiving dinner with family and Christmas dinner with family, we don't really uh, do a whole lot of celebrating. Now, when you say opting out, no card for Whitney? Not really card people. Really? Yeah. Man, we got to find a way for you to send an accidental on purpose text to Stacy To tell her that? To, like, you know what I mean? Drop you the send hint. it to her, but you, as soon as it goes through, you go, oh, sorry, that was meant for Ken. And it was you going, yeah, we don't uh, we do not do the Valentine cards anymore. Wow. Something like, you know what I mean? She's a big card person. Mm. Well, and, I think uh, it depends on the people. You know, if that's her her love language. Is yeah, but what do you do when, you're, when, that you, affirmation? When, when, when your wife's a big card person and you're not? You do it anyways. That's, that's her love language. That's what I do. That's what makes you a great husband. Yeah. Well. But my wife is more into like, you know, treats and food and experience versus the flowers and the cards mm-hmm. and all that. So I think you should make the pizza tomorrow as a romantic gesture. I think what's more romantic is getting a good pizza versus me attempting a, a gluten-free pizza at home. <laughs> I digress. I was supposed to be talking about our money and marriage event, and I got excited about Valentine's Day. James, are you a card person? Are you guys a card couple where you get each other Valentine's Day cards? Yeah, but we're usually DIY kind of cards. Mm. So I more. see you with a pair of little scissors and the construction paper. Well, and it's, more, glue. it's more about the kids at this stage, you know, so we're, it's kind of a, you know, it's wow. all about the kids. At Dad this of the year right there. This is something I want to know. In the comment section, are you people card givers at Valentine's Day? Or do you just skip all the nonsense and do the pizza? I'll give you a life hack. I refuse to spend more than 99 cents on a card. Can you got it? Can you get a card Trader in today's Joe's. inflationary? They uh, only sell 99-cent cards at Trader Joe's. That's where I go to get my cards. Oh, I like Trader Joe's. Uh, hey, our Money and Marriage Getaway is back. It's this fall, October 24, 25, and 26. Join Dr. John Deloney and Rachel Cruz for a weekend away in Nashville. Two and a half days of teaching on communication, intimacy, and money. A lot of Q&A, a lot of fun. And you and your spouse can get away and build your marriage Platinum tickets already sold out. There's a few VIP tickets left, which includes meet and greets with John and Rachel. Visit RamseySolutions.com right now to get your ticket. They start at $799. That's a little bit above George's budget. Visit RamseySolutions.com slash events, the money and marriage getaway. And I I, uh, I heard it was great last year, or this year, I should say. It, it was, was amazing. Was I great. did get to speak. Uh, I did a great budgeting talk did at you? this previous one. I hope I get invited back. We'll see. But it is seven ninety nine per couple, which is a steal for a weekend marriage retreat. Right. And we make sure it's worth your while. By the way. It's a good time. I feel I should be responsible and point out that this is a no-haggle ticket price. And haggle. Unfortunately, uh, the Ramsey Solutions not on board with my more-haggle uh, clarion call today to help the American people. I'm a patriot. I feel like it's patriot is level. Is this constitutional? Yeah. Free right. speech. Haggling is free speech. Don't get me started. Steve is on the line in the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan, home of the Lions, who almost won the NFC Championship. Steve, how can we help? Hey, yeah. So I, uh, I'm recently running into some medical issues that has my family dipping into our emergency fund. 
I'm just kind of wondering how much do we bleed down that emergency fund before taking the next step? And what would the next step be as far as selling the house, selling the cars, dipping into retirement and what the, uh, the process would be like. Can you tell us a little bit more about your medical condition and, and is that going to affect you working going forward? So, yes and no. So it's actually been about two years. Um, you guys really want to go down the rabbit hole. It's, it's long COVID or post COVID. Um, so at this point it's, uh, basically leaving me bed bound for, for most of the days. Um, and there's no cure or no timeline of recovery at this point. I've seen people recover after two years, after three years, things like that. Are you married? Outside of that, I am married. Yes. Is your spouse working? She is working. Yes. What's the income of your spouse? Uh, she brings home after taxes and everything like that, right around 22, 2300 a month. And that's the only thing keeping the family afloat right now. Correct. So did you leave your job? Were you fired or what happened there? No. So I went on short-term disability because of the, uh, the illness and everything like that. And that ran us through basically up until December of 23. And now uh, the disability on that has ran out. We're currently in the process for filing for social security disability, but Reading everything, it sounds like it's going to be an uphill battle. How um, old are you two? Regardless. I'm 35. She's 31. And how many kids? Uh, we've got one two-year-old. Okay. How much of a shortfall are you having based on her income? How much more money would you need to kind of not be living, you know, way below? I mean, using a, a budget, we'd probably 500, 600 a month, and, and that would be very, very minimum. Um, that would be break even, just more comfortable. paycheck to paycheck, but 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 you would be making it. Yeah, without having to spend that extra from our uh, emergency fund, that kind of stuff. Well, that's not. I don't. I don't want to in any way minimize your situation, but five to six hundred dollars a month. That's extremely doable for your wife right now. She may be working a lot longer, but you can't. And if she's working a part time job or she gets a better full time job, we can get that five hundred to six hundred a month. Yeah, and I don't want to make excuses. It's just, unfortunately, it's to the point where we have childcare kind of during the day, and then when she comes home, she's a giant help with our child, who I'm, I'm unfortunate to say I'm not uh, fully able to take care of. Are you able to hours. do any work from your a computer at home? Uh, not consistently, no. Like a, a phone call like this could wipe me out. Well, I mean, even a, a digital... Day job where you're not having to talk all day no screen time things like that it'd be very minimal maybe maybe an hour a day so what what are you able to do all day very little so it's it's called post-exertional malaise but basically the more that i do the worse that i feel so i could get up and i could do something all day long not a lot but i could be up and moving around but then it'd land me in bed for the next week at a time do you have friends? It's, a, it's, a, it's a, a wild ride. It's very bizarre. But yeah. it's, uh, I'm just staying on the money thing right now because this is about brainstorming and going, how do we get more income in? And I understand the child care issue because yeah. she, she needs to help when she gets home. But friends and family, I mean, this is a rare situation. Are you surrounded by people who know your plight and they go, hey, we'll help out until bedtime? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, we got a great support system, but it's to the point where, I mean, my mother's coming over and kind of taking care of my daughter during the day. Um, we do have other family and friends who help out a lot, um, and, and we lean on them quite a bit. Um, so I guess it might be a possibility to, no, it, uh, to expand Steve, that. Steve, it has it, to be. Yeah. What are your other options? You have no well, other options. You don't. You, you can't burn your emergency fund. The goal is to use as little as possible from that fund. Yeah, you it's can't. It's not sustainable. Yeah. And you can't go into debt and live off credit cards. It's just going to make the problem even worse. So we have to figure out how to spend less and make more. That's the only way to get this 600 bucks in margin. Yeah, and unfortunately right now, it is on your wife. And that stinks. But you, she can make more money, and that solves this problem. It keeps you guys from burning through really important funds. That's our reality right now, so we got to work within that reality. I'm so sorry this is happening, Steve. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, folks, our brand-new event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials, is almost here. Do not miss this chance to get the tools you need to build your investing plan and prepare for your dream retirement with confidence. It's happening May 21st and 22nd, and it's virtual, so you can tune in from anywhere. You can even submit your questions to get real answers in real time. Tickets are $199. Get yours at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Welcome back, America. This is The Ramsey Show, helping you win with your money in your work and in your relationships. 888-825-5225 is the phone number. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. And we're going to go to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Tom is there. Tom, how can we help? Hi, guys. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm 60, be 61 in June, uh, zero in retirement. Uh, my wife and I bring in about 7200 a month after taxes. So that's, that's clear. I have about 26000 in debt right now uh, between credit cards, some personal loans, and the tax bill that's due uh, uh, the end of June. Uh, I have my budget out. Everything's done. Uh, my question is, is in October when they are paid off, uh, I would like to do a, uh, max out two Roth IRAs and then, uh, and then do my 401k at work. That still leaves me about 2000 a month extra to invest. Where is the best place to put that? Uh, so I get the most, uh, return on it for the next four and a half years, five years. What happens after five years? I would like to retire when I'm 65. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, yeah. I wish you could just announce that at once you turn 65, you get to. Uh, uh, yeah. Man. I would like to do that. <laughs> I would love that for you, Tom, but I don't know that the numbers will work out if you just stopped well, working. We, yeah, we're going to get about, uh, we'll get no less than 4000 a month from Social Security. And I took in the fact in 2034, it's supposed to go down, eight, you know, 80%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have all those numbers crunched in there and everything. Uh, my thought is if I can get around 150000 to 160, 175, I can take an extra 1500 a month uh, out of the, the investments, and, and that's at 8%, averaging 8%. Uh, I know it's pretty aggressive. Uh, that's, that's, we have a Fidelity uh, growth fund in it and at work, uh, which is averages 8 to 12 so uh, I've looked at that. So I've done some homework, but I'm just curious if there's anything other, you know, than the 401k where I'm going to get hit with taxes probably uh, when I take that out. Uh, 
you know, I'm going to max out the two Roth IRAs for my wife and I. Uh, yeah, and outside, you got 401k through your employer. You have the IRA outside of an employer. And then you can also invest in health savings account if you have access to one of those through a high deductible health plan. That's another yeah. spot you yeah, can invest. Okay. Is that taxable at the at the end of the year or whenever I take it out? Because that rolls over, right? You can roll that over. Yes, the HSA will yeah. roll over. And if you use it for qualified medical expenses, you can take it out tax-free. It'll grow tax-free. If you use it okay. for something else, then after 65, it kind of turns into more like a traditional 401k where it will become taxable okay. income. Uh, if it's not used okay. for those medical expenses. So those are three options for you. Yeah. Outside of that, there is a brokerage account that's not connected to retirement, non-retirement brokerage account that is taxable. So you'll have short-term capital gains, long-term capital gains. But I, I feel like right now we need to just focus on stacking, getting out of this debt. Do you have a mortgage as well? No, our house is paid off. Good. So we have this 26000 in consumer debt. You said will be done by October. Yeah, the... the- the uh, I have a five thousand dollar tax bill. Our taxes are forty five hundred a year, which is why I want to probably sell the house when I'm sixty five and go and downsize. Um, oh, you'd would you something. pay cash for the next house? Exactly. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, yeah. that's a yeah, good plan. The proceeds, the proceeds from this, and get something smaller. Hopefully, maybe have another fifty or sixty left over from that. Um, and then you do have catch up would, contributions with the four hundred one k and the IRA at your age. Right, right. So I would take advantage of all of that, max everything out once you get rid of the okay. consumer debt and once you have a three to six month emergency fund. Right. Yeah, I have the thousand. I'm not worried about the thousand. I have that. Well, you need more than that once you're out of debt. From, yeah, yeah. So you might okay. not be investing till next year. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's yeah. the game plan. Yeah, and have, you might need yeah, to work longer than 65. Uh, pardon? You might need to work longer than 65, and I would plan on that. Yeah, I, I, I've, I've done the numbers all the way out to 67, which is my my uh, my max or my, my actual retirement uh, date. Uh, so, um, yeah, I've looked at it, and then, and that gets me like an extra four or 500 a month too. My Social Security, not that I want to rely on that because you never know. But yeah, what do you what do you enjoy doing, Tom? If let's just fast forward and let's just assume you're you're bored out of your mind a year into retirement, and you're like, man, I got to well, get out I, and I, do something. What do you what would you okay. do? What do you well, enjoy? I, I, my, I, I already and I'm, this is another another bonus on that. I did start. Uh, I've started two companies uh, during the time frame uh, from I was 18 uh, through. Now I've started two companies and sold them. Uh, we've been very well. We've been blessed. Uh, the problem was, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this. My dad passed away when he was six months away from retiring. And, um, he, uh, and I had a heart attack four years ago. So I was like, I'm going to live like it's my last because you just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I fell into, a trap of some of the other stuff. So I have actually about three months ago started a small company, small business, uh, to take care of me if I'm bored. Uh, my wife and I love to golf, so we have that also. That's, that's an entertainment thing. But as far as making extra money, uh, I, I started a small candle company, local. I'm already in some retail shops uh, looking at doing an Etsy thing. 
not looking at blowing it up anything huge, but there is some extra cash flow. It is financing itself right now. I'm reinvesting everything. I've only put about 600 of my own in it to get it started. So I do have some things there. Okay. Um, well, that's good. You yeah, know, and you I, know why I, I asked yeah, that I question. Have a yeah, I have a plan, and uh, yeah, I, I just uh, that was my one fear was being bored out of my mind mm-hmm. uh, because you're going to need a golf a golf course so many times before you're like, okay, I'm, and, I'm and, done. And that's my point. You can slow down, yeah. enjoy life, do those things, yeah. but fully retiring uh, in your situation, if, if you're supplementing some of your basics like gas and groceries and utilities mm-hmm. in that paid off house, uh, working for yourself or somebody else. Uh, that's supplementing because you are way behind on actual retirement, and George is right. right you right. know that's not going to add up that quickly. So having a fallback yeah. plan right now is really smart. And I would say to you that we need to change the way we talk about this in America. This idea of retiring doesn't mean just waking up and 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 just fotsing around all day doing hobbies. Um, th- there is a way to work. I think we should continue to work on some level, not necessarily because we have to, but because we want to. And um, you know, I, th- I think that we got a we got a lot of people that are George Boomers that are moving into retirement, and we're watching people come back because they're like, I want to do something. Yeah. And in this case, yeah. Tom, the right do something um, could really help you out on those uh, basic expenses for a while. So, Tom, can I ask as a case study what causes someone to not invest a dime? until 61 years old? Um, well, I think, you know, the, the, and I, and I, I fell back on that one uh, uh, where my dad, like I said, she, he was 60, he was six months away from retiring. And um, I, and, and I hate to say this, my motto was money's only something you need if you don't die tomorrow. And I, that was my thing. And we just, uh, two, three years ago, we took 17 golf trips down to Virginia. Uh, so, so you've just been thing. YOLOing your entire it's adult life. kind of life. that Tim McGraw song. Yep. Live like you're dying. Living like you're dying. Skydiving, Rocky Mountain climbing. Wow. 3.7 yep. yep. seconds Going, on a bull name. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden it hit me like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. I got, I got yeah. There's, there's a lesson to be learned there. Enjoy life, but yeah. also ask the, yourself the question, hey, how yeah. am I going to retire one day? Yeah. I would find yeah. something yeah. that you enjoy doing. Because I, yeah. I think it's I, I, I enjoy the candles. Uh, I've had good reception. Uh, uh, you know, not a lot and, of margin uh, in those candles, though, are there, Tom? Uh, more than you think. Really? More than you think. But you got to move a lot yeah. of candles. Yeah, that's um, what I'm thinking. I buy uh, a candle like two way, times I'm, a year. I'm almost. I'm about eighty-five percent profit margin on on a candle. Okay, I got to tell you, I'm very surprised by that. Yeah. I'm going to do some research on candles, George. I think we're in the wrong business. Minor soy, all natural. Wow. Uh, I have a great place uh, that I I can go pick up all my my uh, yeah. uh, materials myself. Love I don't it. have to pay for shipping or anything, so everything's real close. Tom, Tom the candle maker, it out. huh? Guy is going to candle make his way right into retirement. Light one up for Tom, shall we? This is the Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically with your money, in your work, and in your relationships. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. I'm sitting next to the uh, incomparable George Camel. I thought you were going to say incompetent. No, no, you've been great today. 
pretty wild how close those two words are. It, it's only a it's only a thin slice between the two sometimes, and boy do I know, I know because it's live, man, and it's uh, it's you never know what's going to happen, folks. It's one of the great joys of doing live broadcasting. I'm Ken Coleman. I'll be your host this hour. George Campbell co-hosting with me. Let's get to David now in Orlando, Florida. David, how can we help today? Uh, uh, I'm just kind of getting into this. I started listening to you guys a few months ago, and I'm trying to pay off a little bit of personal debt that I have. But I am unsure of kind of the best way of doing it. I've read through the steps, and I'm working on paying down roughly – Twenty thousand in personal debt, mm-hmm. and have some maybe five thousand school loans, and then I have twenty thousand in vehicles. So I'm I'm just trying to figure out like I don't know. I'm, so it's it's a new concept of not just kind of all right, make more money so you can survive, and that was always my answer was I was just make more money mm-hmm. and everything out earn the stupidity. Oh, I'm glad you're here, man. Welcome yeah. to our yeah, crazy crew. And by the way, you're not alone, David. No shame in your game here. We've all been there. So what's your income? Well, I, uh, before taxes, maybe 320 a year. Whoa. Fantastic. David. What do you do? Uh, I work with computers and cybersecurity. Nice. See, I'm trying to tell people. We had a guy earlier in cybersecurity making 50, and we're like, what yeah, are you doing, David, man? David, really quick question. How much was your education, and what did you get? Um, I think total it ended up being probably sixty or 70000 Would you and believe we had a young guy a, that was how much in debt? $270,000 in student loans for computer science degree, now making fifty. Can you believe that, David? In cybersecurity. That's what he told us. Schools. Different schools, different prices. Uh, Exactly. I got a bachelor's in computer uh, information systems. Well, David, congrats on the big shovel. Yeah, that helps a ton. My goodness. So now it just takes, we got to go, how little can we live on to throw the rest of the debt? And that's where a budget comes into play. Have you actually done a budget laying out your income minus expenses? Um, some, but probably not a great one. I said in, in my household, we kind of split everything. So half of what I make goes into all of the house. Are you married? All of the house things. Yeah. Okay. So what's the total household income? Is your spouse working outside the home? Yes. Uh, she brings in before taxes, like 150. Wow. My goodness. So you're telling me you guys are making 470 gross income. Some somewhere in that that ballpark, and you're in forty five thousand of consumer debt. Uh yes, and that's the I guess when since we split it, I think of like my personal consumer debt. I said outside of that, we just have the house and then her car and then whatever personal debt she has, but she has any school loans, so okay. any credit cards w- and so forth. I would encourage you. This is a so- an aside, but to combine finances completely and attack these debts together with both of your incomes. Okay. What's stopping you guys from doing that right now? Um, I think we, we learned that the the system really worked well when we started doing this way. I said early on in the marriage it was one person makes more and it felt like they weren't paying their part in and it was like, All right, each person pays in their part that goes towards all the family stuff. Yeah, I used to and do that, that when I had a roommate. But when I got married, <laughs> that wasn't gonna fly with my wife. Because if my wife stays home, I don't go, Well, you're not bringing any income. That means you don't get to eat out this month. 
You know, and so I think it it creates a weird tension in a marriage that doesn't need to exist. Whose idea was this? Yours or hers? Are you both equally for the separating of the finances? Oh, we're. I, I think we're both equally for it. I think I said this was before maybe the the high point of our um, earning, and it was it would fluctuate. One person be making sixty, wow. seventy, and then it was like, all right, well, you have to put in your portion for the yeah. maybe before we were married and all that. And well, like, all right, it never seemed to equate out. And then it was like, all right, whatever half of what you make is goes into the family pot. And it pays for vacations. It pays for pay bills, oh, we get child it. activities, we all get, of that stuff. It's just, George is suggesting this for a reason that we're unified. But I can tell when he made that suggestion, it was like me saying you should eat kale for three meals a day for three straight months. Right. You were like, okay, thanks, George. I, I don't think you're going to do I, that. I just think it's going to speed up the process, and it's going to create a better marriage, both and. Okay. And so I agree. What's the what's your wife's car loan? Um, I think she has maybe twenty thousand left on it. Okay, so you're sixty five thousand all in on consumer debt in this household, right? Yes. You make four seventy. Let's say you bring home two fifty plus. That's about fifty five percent take home with that income. Okay. Is that fair? That seems. There, I that's about like 21 grand a month. month if you guys aren't investing that's or even if you are that should be 21 to 25 grand a month you're taking home okay so that's the question is can we live pretty. off of five grand and throw 20 at the debt and be done in three months probably i can't imagine that we couldn't and that's where the budget instead of a probably the budget says yes if you follow this math and process which you do in cybersecurity. There's a lot of processes, and you're a process guy. You will be out of debt in three or four months completely, not just your debt, her debt too. And then you're going to free up all okay. of those payments that can now go go toward investing and spending and enjoying life. Okay. So I'm going to okay. gift you our every dollar premium budget to help you lay this out, and you're going to list income okay. at the top, both of your incomes, every single paycheck gets its own line item. Below that is going to be every single one of your expenses from food, utility, okay. shelter, transportation, insurance, whatever it is. And for the next three or four months, you're going you're to hunker down and go, how little can we live on to get by to throw the rest of the debt? And I'm telling you, if you do that for four months, you guys will be debt-free. Okay. No, that sounds great. And you're going to list out your debts from smallest to largest balance. Even if it's three different student loans making up the 5K, split it all out, pay them off smallest to largest balance, ignore the interest rates. This is about momentum and progress. Okay. And I'm telling you, man, call us back if it doesn't work, because I will be shocked if you don't call back three months from, from now saying, dude, we're debt-free. It worked. Yeah. And No, that sounds good. David, we're going to challenge you to sit down and have a new conversation, a different conversation about how George challenged you, and I agree with him, to combine your finances and what that's going to do, not just for your financial prowess and the ability to multiply things, but also just for your marriage. Couples that do this together, that do money together... They have better lives because you're either growing apart or you're growing together. And I found people with separate finances, they tend to grow apart. And I'm not okay with that. Yeah, and I think they are apart from day one. It's just a different life. I got my life and the expenditures and you got yours. And oh, by the way, we've got this little pot we're contributing to. Listen, couples that Venmo each other, y'all good, bro? Yeah. Y'all good? I don't know. What is happening? It's like my fantasy football league. We all put $100 in at the start of the season and, you know, hey... That's not the kind of fantasy I want to live. Well played, George Campbell. Folks, he's going to be here for the rest of the show. You don't want to miss more of those quips. This is The Ramsey Show.
Listen, your grad just spent roughly 4,320 hours in class, and we're guessing that nobody taught them how to win with money. But you can still set them up to win with gifts like the Total Money Makeover, Breaking Free from Broke, or Ken Coleman's Find the Work You're Wired to Do, which includes the Get Clear Career Assessment. And listen, these gifts could change the trajectory of their lives. And if it helps them earn, spend, save, or invest money the right way, you'll find it at RamseySolutions.com store. That's RamseySolutions.com store. Welcome back, America. You're joining the conversation about your life. We do it with you, you know, uh, here on The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Time for our question of the day. It's sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. There are some things around the house you can handle yourself. I can't, but maybe you can. Uh, But electrical problems probably aren't on the list. You know what you do, George, when you have electrical problems? What do you do? You contact Mr. Electric. Naturally. I don't mess with that stuff. You're not going to call Mr. Plumbing. You're going to call Mr. Electric. Uh, For a licensed professional with upfront pricing near you. By the way, I'd try the haggle. I don't know if it'll work. They might not like it, but I'd try it. Find Mr. Electric online at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. Today's question comes from Angela in Utah. I keep hearing about 78% of people in the U.S. living paycheck to paycheck, and I am wondering if we are these people. We do not have debt. We paid off the house, have our one-year emergency fund, paid cash for college for our son, and have IRAs. We try to live a modest lifestyle, but we need our paychecks to fund it. Does this mean we live paycheck to paycheck? Do we need to be very wealthy to not need income at all to not be paycheck to paycheck? Well, good news, Angela. You're doing great. You are not in the bucket of what we would call paycheck to paycheck. And here's how I know that. The the idea of paycheck to paycheck, this can mean a lot of things depending on who you ask. But my definition is if you cover your just necessary bills and have nothing left over, you are paycheck to paycheck. But you guys clearly have a lot of money left over. You're able to fund retirement. You're able to save up the emergency fund. You're able to pay cash for college. And so that would, by definition, mean you're not paycheck to paycheck. Now, yes, you need income to keep up your current lifestyle and make it sustainable and cover bills. That's normal. But the idea is if one paycheck went missing, you guys would still be okay. You have your emergency fund. You've got your bills taken care of. So that's my that's how I see it, Ken. Yeah, what do you I, think? I agree with you. That, that, that concept just is that we have zero money until we get paid next time. And you are not in that situation. I mean, a one-year emergency fund... Uh, I mean, plenty. you got cash for your son, the IRAs. She doesn't tell us, but I'll guarantee you when you see a person that's got a one-year emergency fund, I can tell you their IRAs are chock full. And they probably have a bunker just in case something goes down. Uh, In Utah, nonetheless. Good point. So, yeah, I mean, the way I look at it, when we do a zero-based budget, income minus expenses equals zero. So when Mm -hmm. my wife and I sit down to budget, every dollar is accounted for. There's not just money sitting around because we've put it all in its proper place. Right. Maybe that's investing in retirement and 401ks. Maybe that's putting it away in the high-yield savings account or spending. But yeah. it doesn't mean that we have no money. We've just allocated every dollar yeah. intentionally. Yeah. And where are you on the emergency prepping? Where are you on the scale to you don't care at all to you've got a bunker? I'm in the don't care at all. And here's my thing. Find a friend who's got the bunker mm. and set up an arrangement. So like John Deloney, that's my buddy. Yeah. Something goes down, I'm going to John's cabin in the woods. It's going to be awkward when he doesn't let you in. That's the hope is that they actually let me in. Yeah, I am on the uh, not doing anything at all because I believe that uh, there's just no matter of if they want to, if the whoever they is wants to cook you with the drones and all the things. Yeah, 
Yeah. They'll find you. I'm just heading to the beach. Well, I'm ready for the good Lord to take me at that point. You know what I mean? Why stick around in a post-apocalyptic... I don't want to be there. ...left behind tribulation universe? I'm going to go out, get myself a good margarita, sit on the beach, sand between the toes, and and when it all ends, I'm going to watch it happen. It's going to be great. Drink your Gumby slumber and take a long slumber. Well, this is a great suggestion. There we go. Great suggestion. All right. Uh, There's your segment on emergency prepping from Ken and George. We really don't care. So not the show for that topic. Julie is waiting for us in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Julie, how can we help? Hey, thanks so much for taking my call. Um, What we're looking for is a solution to reduce our workload. My husband currently works full time and we have investment properties as well. Okay. Tell us more about his job. What does he do and how much does he make? Um, he does maintenance type work and he makes approximately 52 K per year. Okay. And, uh, are the rental properties paid for? Uh, they are paid except for 250 K. And how many properties? Yeah. Uh, 15, um, properties, uh, 18 doors. Okay. And how many are paid off? I would say 60 to 65% of them. And do you work outside the home? I manage the pro- man- no, I manage the properties. What kind of revenue? What are you guys paying yourself, if anything at all, from these rentals? Yeah, well, um, I would say on average we're bringing in about 6500 um, Profit? Per month on the Yes. $6,500 a month profit. And then are you guys paying yourself out of that, or are you just putting that money back into the to the, the uh, maybe a fund or something that takes care of expenses? What, what are you doing with the 6500 a month? Yeah, so um, up until recently, we were not having that much income because we've just paid some off recently. Um, so it generally just rolls over in the checking account, um, or we have it in a savings account as well. And what are you wanting to do? What's your question? Uh, we just work a lot. Um, my husband works 40 hours a week and goes to work, and then almost two to three times a week he needs to go out and make a repair. We work a lot of Saturdays when there's turnover with cleaning and things like that. It's hard to find people who want to do that kind of work that are reliable. Um so are you wanting just, to have him quit his full-time job? Well, that's my question. Um, I don't know if that's a wise decision. Um, you know, with medical benefits through his full-time job. Um, well, and the, the revenue, your take-home pay from these rental properties, will it increase if he's working on this full-time? What would that do? Yes. We paid about 65000 last year for someone to do repairs that my husband would then be doing. So, And he's capable of doing every single one of those repairs? It was just a time issue? Yeah. Yes, it's just a time restriction. What's your equity on these? So I know you've got, I think you said 16 properties, and, and, you, and you owe 250 total across all of those. Right. So of the ones that are paid off, what's your equity? Oh, probably around the same. What do you mean the what same? What do you mean the same? Two hundred fifty k. Yes, probably probably closer to four hundred k. So fifteen properties total are only worth six hundred fifty k. 
I'd say 15 properties total are worth about a million. Okay. Well, okay, you owe two fifty, which means you have seven fifty in equity. Right. Okay. You see where we're going? And the reason I'm asking this question, Julie, is because if if he would prefer to walk away from the current maintenance job and the only thing keeping him there is benefits, then you want to get to a place where you're self-insured, right? And the only way to get self-insured is to look at can we cash in some of these properties Pay off the 250. So George is doing the math for you. So that's why I'm asking that question because I want George to kind of weigh in. I, I personally would start unloading some properties, remove the debt, and then look at and do your what's homework the on plan what it's going to gonna cost. Him. Yeah, because then, I've got friends who do this, Julie, full time. They're in the rental investment property business. They are paying thousands a month in health insurance because they have to go get private health care mm-hmm. out in the marketplace versus through an employer and. It's a huge cost that could make this not worth yeah. – the juice may not be worth the squeeze here is what I'm trying to say. And so where I'm going, I, Julie, is do we cut back on how many properties we own to where – because this is about time. This phone call is or, about – Or you hire ourselves. a property management company, and they take a cut, and it lowers your take-home there pay, you but you it go. alleviates the time on Saturdays and all of this stuff that you're – you know, that you called in about. we got about 40 seconds. What are you thinking, Julie, about what we said? Uh, the other thing I did want to mention is we have the means to pay these off now. Like, so you I have the cash? The money. I have the cash. I could pay them off. Do it. You know what yeah. that's going to do? Increase your cash flow. Yeah. I'd look into property management. It's going to reduce your risk. And then you can afford to do the property management, take the cut, and still be fine. But you guys are trying to reduce your amount of time working on these things, so you got to weigh it. You know, how much is it costing us financially to manage all these properties ourselves? That's This is a simple formula. You guys just need to cut back somewhere. Pay more somewhere else. But I'm proud of you. This is a great situation to be in. This is The Ramsey Show. I know you work hard for your money. And the key to keeping more of it in your pocket is by making a plan for your spending with a budget. And every dollar is the budgeting app that I use personally because it's perfect for looking every dollar you make in its little president face and telling it exactly where you want it to go. Just like you told that guy in traffic exactly where you wanted him to go. And even better, every dollar walks you through the entire budgeting journey so you always know your next right step. Download every dollar for free in the App Store or Google Play today. Welcome back, America. We're talking about you with you. This is The Ramsey Show, helping you win in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. And we're here for you this hour, 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Let's go to Birmingham, Alabama, not too far south of us here in the Nashville area. And Ryan awaits. Ryan, how can we help? Hey, quick question for you guys. Um, I am 24 years old, and I work in the uh, supply industry, and I'm a salesman. The um, what supply? I'm sorry, the what? Well, I I work in the sawmill supply industry. Sawmill, I apologize. Okay. You're good. And um, I make around $45,000 a year. Um, I have no benefits. Uh, I make no commission on any sales. Um, and I do deliveries to kind of supplement what I do at, at the shop there. And I end up working a lot of overtime and being on salary, I don't get paid for that overtime. And, um, I think last year through about November through October through December, I worked 76 hours of overtime and, um, I didn't see a penny for it. And, um, I 
have talked to my boss, and it's kind of a hard situation because my wife's cousin is married to my boss, and we go to church with them. We're very good friends with them. And I had a conversation about it, telling him that I wasn't really exactly happy with working that amount of overtime and not getting paid for it. And he looked at me and he told me, you know, I completely understand if I was in your uh, your shoes, I'd feel the same way. And then yeah. the next day proceeds to send me out to a um, out, and I worked about 30 hours of overtime that weekend. And I had all, asked to have off Monday, the day off, and he told me that that wouldn't work. How should I go about handling that? you know, from the work life and the, yeah. I guess, family life, social life situation. I'm just really confused about how to handle it. Okay. So you need to handle it the way that you would want somebody to handle it with you. So you put you put yourself in his shoes and you've already been really mm-hmm. upfront. Um, yes. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reserve my real feelings about this guy because he's married to your wife's cousin. I could care less about the married right. connection. So I'm going to reserve what I really think about the guy. Um and just tell you that you need to start looking today, period. Yeah. And when you find something that is something that you enjoy, maybe sales, you're good at sales, you got something that the compensation is uh, matched up to your effort and there's no lid on you, you are in a situation where there is a lid on you. You have you have very respectfully, it sounds like, raised your objections and, and he mm-hmm. kind of said, uh, I understand I'd be the same way if I'm you, but sucks to be you. I need you to go out this weekend, and I'm not giving you money off. I mean, it's just tone deaf. So that's about mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. I already went past the line. I said I wasn't going to say anything. I couldn't help myself. But here's the deal. Yeah, You find something else that's better, that gives you a ladder, so better in the now and better in the next is our goal. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then once we find that, we accept that job, and we get that deal done. Then we walk into him. And you treat him with class, even though I don't think he's been classy to you. I think you go in and you just treat him like, hey, man, listen, uh, I appreciate what you've done for me. You gave me an opportunity to work here. I appreciate it. Uh, I found a better opportunity for me and my future, and, and so I'm, 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 tending my, I'm turning in my resignation. And, and you just, wave to him at church, and everything's fine. That's right. You I, act but like I it feel never like happened. there's something beyond. I don't think you're staying here because of the relationship. Are you worried that you can't find something better? Or that you don't know what that next Somewhat, thing is? Um, mm-hmm. Basically, what happened was, is we, me and my wife, um, I actually moved here about three months before I got married. Um, I'm originally from Ohio. I went to school down in Florida. That's where me and my wife met. She's from Florida, and we moved here. So we're about 10 hours from both of our families. Um, we would kind of like to be closer. Um, but just right now, I'm just afraid of, you know, I won't be able to find anything. Um, there it if, is. You know, if I were to quit, yeah. And but, I, but I think that fear is unsubstantiated. 100%. To give you a big yeah. word. Let's play that fear out, Ryan. Okay. Fear I'm not going to be able to find anything? Okay. So we look. Um, not being able to find anything, just more of like something that would compare. My wife does have a job, and we make together about 85000 a year, so we're not by any means yeah. struggling. What do you want to do? I Right. And I would... And I eventually would love to, um, well, before I went to college, my brother and I, we had a, a decent lawn care business when I lived back in Ohio. And mm-hmm. um, I would love to get back into that and doing, you know, general property maintenance, that kind of thing. Um, I'm good at it. I know what I'm doing. And it was just my fear is um, 
you know, my wife and I are wanting to start to have kids. I would love for her not to have to work, but right now she has to. And yeah, but hey, I can't really plan my I can't plan my weeks out or anything because usually these trips that I go on, I know the day of yeah, if Ryan. I'm going and if I'm going to be gone for three days at a time. And it's just it's just a struggle because also my boss's father, who actually owns the company I work for, we have financed our house through him, and he said he'd be willing to buy it back. But it's just we're just tied in a lot of different ways, and I don't know how to handle it. Well, I just told you how to handle it. In in the finance yeah. thing, I mean, he wants to get paid back. So if you handle yourself like a turd, maybe he changes the terms. Maybe he tries to mess up, but you're not going to handle yourself that if way. If you went to him and said, hey, we're going to move. We yeah. need to sell the property. What happens next? Um, he actually said whenever we want to uh, sell the property, he would buy it back from us for how much ever is owed. Well, then I'd For probably... how much is owed? Wait, did he give you that? Uh, I don't understand uh, no, that. No, sorry. It was a mortgage. We had a mortgage through him, basically. He was acting as our bank. So he gets the mortgage back with 0% interest? Right. We're paying about 5% interest right now. So he said whatever we whatever we have not paid off of our mortgage, he will. that's what he will buy the house back for. That's what I'm saying. That feels like a crummy deal for you it's guys. You awful. lose all of your equity? It's an right. awful deal. Exactly. Exactly. This and sounds like a, a scam. Of, yeah. And a part of what we're I'm going through right now is... Um, we actually, the reason that the mortgage was so high, the house was bought for about 150 but he tied into that mortgage as a loan to remodel that house. And a lot of it was, um, uh, they did surface work, but our plumbing's bad, our duct work is bad, all that kind of stuff. And I don't, and we just got quoted $17,000 to fix all that. And I don't know if I want to spend $17,000 into a house. Yeah, I don't know you got used, dude. You got played and that sucks. And it's a stupid tax that you might have to pay at the end of this. But I'm, I'm getting out of this whole situation. I would stop get getting out. tied with family and weird boss situations. I mean, Ryan, you got a bad deal and there's no fixing this bad deal. Get out of it now. Now, yeah. I want to go back to the other issue of the fear. George is great, great perception there. Listen, if you want to get into lawn care... You're you're not making a ton of money right now. You're making forty five a year, I think I wrote down. Is that right? Right. Yeah. Dude, correct. You could go make forty five a year for somebody who needs somebody who's a hustler and who, who you know who will get out there and and do a lot of the uh, work himself managing properties. I believe you can go from yeah. forty five to forty five right now with not too much effort in Birmingham. But more importantly, I would get in. I would look to get into the lawn care business, property management business. Now, here's why: someone's going to pay you. Mm-hmm. To learn how to do it for yourself one day. I I don't think this is a big stretch, but listen, instead of sitting around thinking about it and stewing about what would happen when you leave, start thinking about what you want your life to look like. You need to cut ties with these people. I think it's manipulative that you're you're in a manipulative, unhealthy, weird situation, and you need to be thinking about what you and your wife want to do, who you want to be, where you want to do it, how you want to do it, Take some ownership of your life. I think you got to be moving into the uh, the area you want to be in in the future, but have someone else pay you to learn how to do it, and uh, with a path yeah. to fifty five, sixty five, seventy five thousand, a hundred thousand dollars. Let's go. You let's start mm-hmm. looking today. Like when the phone, when you hang up, you need to start looking. And I already, and I already have been. I've already started that down that process. I've. I've got a lot of connections in the town of where I lived, and I've handed out cards and everything. So I know it's doable. I just would hate for, because 
know, my, my father-in-law is a very successful businessman and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be as good as I can at what I do. You I'd are, Ryan. Money no, you're, you're terrified else. to offend somebody and you got to stop. I want to bring it back to George for the remaining 30, 40 seconds here on what he needs to do on this house situation. Take it away. You need to figure out what the terms are that you signed to, if there are any, and get out of this deal as unscathed as possible and get your equity back. I don't like this deal where he gets it for whatever's left from the mortgage versus the market value. So you need to figure all of that out, do your homework so that you guys get out of this thing with as much money as possible. Man, that sucks. Golly, that makes me angry. Time to man up, Ryan, and not worry about what everybody else is going to think or say about what you are supposed to do with your life. You're a good dude. Own it and make some action happen quickly. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. George Campbell joins me. Our scripture of the day comes from Isaiah 6, 8. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. Our quote from Thomas Edison, If we did all the things we were, uh, we are really capable of doing, we would literally astound ourselves. I feel like that's got a sports reference for you, George. And I, feel I don't like, think Thomas Edison was a big sports guy. No, but I'm applying it. Oh. He's saying, if we did all the things we're really capable of doing, we would astound ourselves. And this is my encouragement and pitch to get you out on the pickleball court with me. Oh, I know you're you're I know you're a little reluctant to to do any kind of sport. I feel like over thirty, played, you're asking for a torn ACL on the pickleball court. No, no, I've been playing for months and I'm fine. These hammies don't move like they used to, Ken. I'll tell you that much. I've played golf with you. What Which, are the chances that we play pickleball? After seeing me play golf, I'm surprised you ever want to see me do well, anything I think it's a lot athletic. less work. It's a lot less motion. You just keep it in here. You know, it's not this big, long swing. True story, James. I played golf with George one time on a Ramsey personality retreat. And I don't want to exaggerate here, but you swung at the ball on one tee, I think, six times and never hit the ball. But it was by the, the funniest end, thing I'd ever everybody seen. Everybody was life. laughing because I was just hitting air or dirt. Oh, I was on the ground. I was sitting on the ground beside myself watching you because you were really trying. Yeah. Well, and you weren't swinging hard. That's the other thing. It wasn't because you were really going after it. You were like like an old woman missing it. Yeah. But I appreciate that you went out there and did it. You but to be fair, I also you did destroyed be- you in mini golf one time. <laughs> That is such a rumor. There's no destroying. You snuck up on me because I wasn't taking it seriously. All right. Hey, bring bring Ken to the skate park and see how he does on a skateboard. There we go. I'll outskate you any day. Uh, I will admit that I wouldn't be able to stay on the skateboard more than That's a an second extreme and a half. sport, Ken. No, I couldn't do it. I have no 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 ability on a skateboard. So there you. It's go. all right. We stick to. Bu- Behind the desk is a safe place for us. A safe place. On the mic's a good place. How about Harold joining us in Milwaukee, Wisconsin? Harold, how can we help? Hey, guys. Um, I'm a little nervous, so I apologize. Well, listen, um, you just heard these the two of us talking to each other. How could you possibly nervous talking to us? Uh, it's because, uh, well, George uh, and Ken, by the way, thank you for taking my call. You um, You're doing great. I want to, yeah, thank you. Uh, George, just want to tell you that you're book has changed my life around a oh lot. My goodness. And, um, How about that? That means and, um, the world, Harold. I, I, I'll be honest, man. I got one more chapter to uh, finish up, which is tonight, but uh, I'm a newbie. I started listening to the show three weeks ago by a friend who kept telling me, like, you got to listen to Dave Ramsey. I'm like, who's this guy he's talking about? And um, 
start plugging in and since to this day i'll listen to all your episodes back in november just to keep me going and going and going wow. but my question is um i am in thirty one thousand dollars in debt uh twenty thousands uh in school loans and uh ten thousand is in my uh you know credit cards and stuff but um I think I make good money for, you know, last, last year I grossed out about $110,000. Um, I have a goal, uh, and my why is my kids, my kids and my, my girlfriend. Um, but my goal is, uh, I want to clear my debt off, um, just because I want to be able to take my family on a real vacation. Um, I've never got to experience that as a kid, but I, I want to take my, my, my daughter to, uh, Disney world, you know? And, well, I love um, it. And that's I a great be, why. I love changing that. the family yeah. tree. What a good have an amazing dad. experience. Yeah. Tell him how he does um, it, George. Well, we're going to help you break these chains, man. You're going to never see debt again after we're done with you. You make 110, you're 31,000 in debt. So there's a simple math equation here, and it's how little can we live off of and how quickly can we pay off the debt with the margin we create? Correct. Yeah. So, and, um, but the, we, and I'm not to cut you off. No, but good. Within, three, within these three weeks, uh, I, uh, I paid off, uh, two credit cards, you know? Um, and like I said, I, I'm not, I also, I forgot to include was, uh, I have two personal loans, which are roughly about 5,000. Um, one of them, I only owe 1200. Um, and, uh, I just, I feel like if I pay that personal loan, that would save me a lot more money to keep going after more of my credit cards. But, um, but yes, I, I'm sorry not to cut you off, but I just wanted to. No, that's helpful. You had to... Well, I found the the people who actually pay off debt, they follow the debt snowball method. And what you're wanting to do is, hey, let's free up the bigger payment. Let's do it this way. But we found that you're going to knock out these debts so quickly that it's not really going to make a mathematical difference, but it will make a psychological and emotional difference when you knock out another two, three credit cards in the next month because of that momentum that you've created. And so you're going to free up the payments either way. And making 110, how quickly do you think you'll be able to pay off this 31,000 plus the personal loans with some intensity? I'm hungry. I'll be honest. Um, I'm Not hungry. a boy. Eight months. <laughs> Great um, answer. Uh, I'm hungry. I, I my goal. I'm not gonna lie. I told myself six to twelve months. Love it. But I'm trying to attack it as soon as possible. Um, I. You got any savings? I, I, I do. I actually uh, have about uh, my emergency fund of a thousand dollars that I put to the side, but I also have an extra about five thousand as well. Dude, that's amazing. So, how many? If you list out your debt, smallest to largest, how many can you knock out with that five thousand sitting in savings? Uh, I can knock out. Uh, I want to say two credit cards and a personal loan. That's amazing, and that's going to free up a whole bunch of payments, which you're going to apply to the next debt and the next debt. So, I fully believe this. This debt's gone in six months. Pause all investing. Just go scorched earth. I mean, cover food, utility, shelter, transportation, take care of the kids. But outside of that, you're just working, man. Yeah, and, and I'm not going to lie. I've been with my girlfriend for seven years, and uh, I want to put a ring as well this year. So that's probably another reason why I want to go to Disney World, just propose to her and surprise her Oh, over there I well. love this. She's a, I got she's engaged a at mom. Disney World. Did you? Yeah. I didn't know that. You don't know the story? Following the footsteps of greatness, Harold, with Harold, Ken over here. I'm yeah. telling you, it's, yeah. she'll, she will tell yeah. that story for the rest of your life. It's a great move. But you got to pay all this stuff off. I mean, like when this phone call's over, George, is he not cutting? You're knocking not, out those three debts. Five grand. Boom. Let's go. Yeah, I, I will. I will. And then I do have one last question. All right, real question, quick, because we got you got to get to it fast. We got uh, about two minutes, Harold. 
Yeah, with the Financial Peace University, I was thinking about uh, buying it tonight to actually take, like, I don't know, I guess once I start something, I don't want to stop. So, like, I'm so focused into this right now. Like, I was thinking about investing in the Financial Peace University to probably help me more to, like, Keep me going and going and well, going. Save the hundred bucks. Oh. We'll gift it to you. Boom. I know. I don't know if that's what you were angling for, but I'm in a good mood today, and I like you, Harold. Bada bing, bada boom. And while we're oh, at it, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you uh, a copy of the book Breaking Free from Broke, so you can get someone else's journey started. Oh my God! Thank you. How about that? <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that. Man. You just made my day, man. Harold. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign it for you and personalize it as well. So I'll get with the team. Hang on the line. Austin will get you hooked up with Financial right Peace University, there. and I'll send you a, a signed copy of the book. Since uh, you're an inspiration to me, man, I love a guy who just decided one day, Ken, woke up and said, enough is enough. Yeah. I worked too hard to feel this broke. Yep. I'm done with debt. I'm done with games. Yep. I want to leave a different kind of legacy for my family. Done with the chains. I got kids. I got a girlfriend that I want to marry and start a life with. What am I doing still playing around with debt? And can we just highlight the fact that he's got a great motivator in the form of a vision that he really mm. wants. He wants to take his daughter. Take the girlfriend to Disney, you know, the the, the magical, you know, the Big greatest place on earth, the fireworks, everything. And and that is pulling him forward like a magnet to, to knock this debt out. Harold, you did great. I know you're nervous, but man, you're just crushing it. And uh, Financial Peace University is George's pre-wedding gift. I love that. And it's a good uh, way to look at it. And I will tell you, my friend, um, call up the Disney wedding department. Tell them, look, I'm, I want to do something custom. Here's what I have to spend. What can I do? That's what I did oh. back in the day. You tell them the budget. Yeah. Now, I'm sure times have changed. Do you think it's still going to cost no. a nickel and a bushel of raspberries Let to make this happen? Something. I had five gifts delivered throughout the day at different times. Stacy wow. thought I was in Virginia. I was there with a Disney staffer behind the scenes. Her father was leading her to different places throughout the park. And she got five different gifts with a note saying, I'm sorry I couldn't be with you today. It was all a setup. I didn't we know you were such up, a romantic. We ended up right below the castle. Tinkerbell flies over. I pop out from behind a, a sign. Bada bing, bada, bada boom. Bada bing, bada boom. Put a ring on it. 25 years later, the magic is still there. Congratulations. The magic is still there. George Campbell, great show. Fun James times. Childs, our fearless leader in the crew. Thank you, guys. And thank you, America. This is your show. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, I'm Rachel. And I'm George. And you've probably heard our voices before on The Ramsey Show. And do we have a surprise for you? Yep, we have our very own show, Smart Money Happy Hour, where we talk about pop culture, current events, and of course, money. George, it's a great show. And what else do we talk about? So much, Rachel. Not enough, and yet too much. We talk about <laughs> guilt tipping, because tipping is out of control, and I won't stand for it anymore, which is why I'm sitting. I'm glad you're taking such a stand. And we also talk about something else I'm passionate about, Disney adults. Oh, George. Why is it a thing? Listen, some adults still find the magic. Sure. We also talk about toxic money traits and girl math. 
And if you don't know what those are, you have to listen to the podcast. Yeah, there's a lot there, you guys. It's pretty fun. We keep you relevant is what I'm trying to say. We help you out. So pull up a chair to the happy hour you wish your friends were having. We promise you won't regret it. And if you don't have friends, we'll be your friends. We will. We're great friends. So make sure to check it out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app.